here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now you know why they indicted President Trump yesterday, and they have a full campaign of propaganda today, the Friday before the Sunday shows. Just shows you how political the Department of Injustice is. I'm going to make a statement that nobody else has made. Many of the things I've said are being regurgitated all over the place, and that's actually a good thing. I'm going to tell you I've been doing a lot of research on this Espionage Act. I already knew a lot about it many, many years back. This law was never intended to apply to a president or even an ex-president. First of all, it was never intended to apply to a president because the president is the executive branch. He determines what is and is not classified. And even though there are rigorous rules, they tell us, and regulations on how you do that, the president of the United States is not bound by regulations in any department or even rules set forth by prior presidents. That's the Constitution. That's the Constitution. That's number one. Now, number two, let us take a look at the various titles under the Espionage Act, which was passed in 1917. Section 791, repealed. Section 792, harboring or concealing persons. Section 793, gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information. Section 794, gathering or delivering defense information to aid a foreign government. Section 795, photographing and sketching defense installations. Does this sound like it applies to an ex-president in America? Section 796, use of aircraft for photographing defense installations. 
Section 797, publication and sale of photographs of defense installations. Section 798, publication and sale of photographs of defense installations. Section 798, disclosure of classified information. Section 798, temporary extension of 794. Section 799, violation of regulations, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA. This was never intended to apply to a president or an ex-president, which is why it's never been applied to a president or an ex-president. The Espionage Act has been in existence since 1917. It was instituted by Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson used it to prosecute opponents of World War I, including Eugene Debs, who was a socialist candidate for president. Wilson had him put in prison, and he ran for president from prison, and he got a million votes. 2,000 people. It's been amended since then, but in its 116-year history, check that, 106-year history, 106-year history, it's uh, never been used against a president, never, until yesterday. Until yesterday. Wasn't used against Hillary Clinton. The Department of Justice took the position in 2012 that despite the fact that Hillary Clinton, her staff, and her lawyers deleted permanently 30,000 subpoenaed emails subpoenaed by Congress. Despite the fact that she destroyed, or her staff did, her prior cell phones with a hammer. So the information on those cell phones could never be recovered, despite the fact that that information had been subpoenaed. No warrant, no SWAT team in Westchester, nothing. Hillary Clinton also lied. She had a private server in her bathroom at home installed the moment she was sworn in as Secretary of State. The moment she was sworn in as Secretary of State, classified information passed through that private server. She also brought that private communications information with her on foreign trips. That was noted by the government as well. Easily accessed. She said she didn't have any classified information. She lied. I will get to that later in the program. This is completely relevant. We're talking about the same Department of Justice. Which chose. Not to pursue. A criminal case of obstruction of conspiracy to obstruct, of false statements, of the gathering, transmitting, losing defense information, 
these things that they're using against President Trump, who was a president and former president, unlike Hillary Clinton. They were not used against Hillary Clinton. This is a significant issue. When I was on with Martha McCallum, who is a fantastic host, I explained something that seemed obvious to me after I read these 49 pages of this indictment. Number one, there's not a shred of information here about the destruction of any document, tape, or other information belonging to the government, classified or non-classified. Number two, there's not a shred of information that any of the information was altered in any way or molested in some way. None. None. The government got all the information it wanted. Number three, by criminalizing this case, rather than handling it as an administrative case or worst, a civil case, the original U.S. attorney and now the phony special counsel were able to trigger the usual tools and mechanisms that prosecutors use when they're targeting somebody. They bring in scores and scores of witnesses. They gather as much documentary information as they can. They see if there's any conflicts, any disagreements. They push witnesses on memories. They push witnesses to testify. They threaten witnesses with jail time. They're in front of a grand jury where witnesses have no lawyers. They can't provide exculpatory information. They can't record the proceedings. They can't provide a rebuttal. They can provide nothing. That's all the jury hears. Jury typically, depending, has 23 grand jury, grand jury, 23 members. It takes a simple majority to bring an indictment, 12. And if your grand jury has 17 members, that's permitted, takes nine That's how you bring indictments. And in the District of Columbia, or in Miami, or New York, when you're talking Trump, it's not that tough. It's not that tough. The relevant statute here is the Presidential Records Act. Passed in 1978, after Nixon left office. Changed the way that presidents handle documents. Presidents used to take all their documents home. If you're a signature collector or a document collector, that's how these documents are in the private sector. That's how they're available for sale. Or if a president writes Ernie Grabowski in Peoria, Illinois, there's a document that the government doesn't control their own. That's how they come on the market. But no longer do the documents created by a president that are in the possession of the government belong to the president. Now, importantly, I want to underscore this because the legal analysts are missing the boat. They always miss the boat. As you've known listening here, there is no criminal penalty 
for violating the Presidential Records Act. None. So what this prosecutor did is he moved to the Espionage Act, which has never been used against an ex-president. To criminalize his investigation. But why is it important that the Presidential Records Act has no criminal penalty? Because it shows you the mindset of the United States Congress and Jimmy Carter, who signed it into law originally, <clears throat> that they had no intention of applying a document act against a president or vice president in a criminal context. Period. And so you have prosecutor who moved over to a 1917 law. That's where it gets its genesis. 1917, the Espionage Act. And uses it against a president, a former president, a leading contender for the Republican nomination. Who, if he's successful, will be running for president against the very regime that's charging him. And as I also pointed out on Hannity which has been regurgitated by legal analysts all over cable. If Donald Trump is convicted of one of these major felonies, which has a 20-year maximum sentence, he will die in federal prison because he's 76 years old. Furthermore, on Martha's show, I pointed out that there are 37 counts that, that mention Trump, one count... In addition, that mentions his aide. Why? Because they're trying to pressure the aide to turn on the president. But 31 of these 37 counts, 31 of them, 31 of them, have to do a gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information. That is, retaining records. Has to do with retaining Records. 31 of the charges. Could have been one charge, could have been three, maximum five, but they spread them out. And they take each one of them as they spread them out and attach a 20 year maximum sentence to them. That's what they do. If you're a corrupt, rogue, prosecutor that's what you do that's what he did so he knows that a defendant in this case President Trump has to run the table he has to win in every instance the goal here is to destroy Trump to imprison Trump for Trump to die in prison That's their goal. Nothing more, nothing less. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? 
Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. So let's put this in historical context. Never before in American history, since 1917, 106 years, has the Espionage Act been used against an ex-president. Could have been. You know, an ex-president, when they leave office, they have a lot of classified information between their ears. They spend a lot of time traveling. They spend a lot of time meeting people like ex-secretaries of state and so forth. Some of them serve on boards. How do we know they're not revealing classified information? And if this is such a big deal, why aren't they being monitored? Because it's preposterous. When you read the titles within the Espionage Act, and when you read those sections, it's clear that even the more ambiguous or generalized parts, they're not intended to apply to an ex-president, period. I think it was Andy McCarthy who said today, look, we've charged people in lower ranks. He's a commander-in-chief. He has to apply the same law to that person. That's not... Correct. In fact, that's absurd. The Constitution creates three branches of government. The president is one of the branches. They created that office. He's the commander-in-chief. The idea that he can be held criminally responsible under the Espionage Act, just like some lieutenant who leaves a document somewhere, like it or not, is preposterous. Which is why it's never happened before. Which is why the government doesn't monitor ex-presidents. Which is why they ex-presidents don't get approval to go to certain meetings or to meet with certain heads of state. The Presidential Records Act provides for no criminal penalties. That's the law that applies. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. No one's above the law, say the Democrats who are destroying the law. Using laws like they've never been used before. And then telling us, lecturing us, that no one's above the law, except divorce all the killers and rapists and shoplifters. But that's a whole other story. No one's above the law, don't you know? Except Hillary Clinton. She's celebrating today. Hillary Clinton should be in an orange jumpsuit. I don't mean the usual one. I mean in prison. Sharing a cell with Loretta. Oh, yes. Or maybe Bertha. Or these days, maybe Frank. One never knows. One never knows. Hillary Clinton was caught red-handed, being the red that she is. She and her team of miscreants and malcontents. Destroying 30,000 emails that have been subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee. And Jason Chavitz was the chairman of that committee. She and her team destroyed her cell phones with hammers. Is that obstruction of a lawful subpoena? Of course it is. But... The FBI and the Department of Justice said, no, we're not going to do that under the Espionage Act. And so when you bring this up, they try and, no, it doesn't apply because in the day she did it, she was wearing a wig and Trump was not and she was standing on one leg. And then, No, excuse me. It's right on point. It's right on point. How can the Department of Justice have one position in 22? And a totally different position in 2023. It can't. Now this won't matter in court. But it ought to matter with you. It ought to matter with you. The relevant law here is the Presidential Records Act. Now I heard a a good guy, Harold Ford, say. I'm just responding to these people. I'm not attacking them. I heard Harold Ford say, well, you know, the... The Trump lawyers have changed their arguments now. First they said that Trump could unilaterally declassify, and he did, and now they're saying the espionage doesn't apply, that law. Well, both can be correct. A president is declassifying under his authority as president and commander-in-chief under the Constitution. It has nothing to do with the Espionage Act. Moreover, it is I who have begun the argument. I who have put the marker down that the Espionage Act does not apply to a president or even an ex-president. There is absolutely nothing in its history that suggests otherwise. No, you're not supposed to apply that law to that person the way you would somebody else. The president and an ex-president are different. They are created by the Constitution of the United States. They are different than the rest of us. That's the way it works. 
Period. I just read you those headers of those various titles, right? When you read them, it becomes more than obvious that a president and ex-president were not contemplated. And then on top of that, when you consider the Presidential Records Act that was passed specifically to apply to presidents, hello, specifically to apply to presidents, and there is no criminal penalty of any kind, that should help you understand. But not the legal analysts, certainly not on MSLSD and the Constipated News Network, which is full of morons, miscreants, and prebubescent malcontents. Oh, yes. It's true. And in the end, no document was destroyed. No document was altered. How do I know? Was I there? No. But the government was. And in this 49 pages of charges... Not even a footnote suggesting otherwise. So they criminalize this so they can create obstruction issues and other criminal issues that otherwise would not be applied. Hillary Clinton's treated one way, even though she was not an ex-president, she's ex-Secretary of State. Donald Trump's treated another ex-president who's running for president. And I want to get into that now. Meritless Garland is the Attorney General of the United States. He was appointed by Joe Biden. Meritless Garland is an angry old man. He believes his place on the Supreme Court was blocked by the Senate Republicans. And he's never gotten over it. He's never gotten over it. As Attorney General, he has launched a war against Trump and against the Republicans and against their supporters. That's why they go after the January 6th paraders. Not even talking about the (coughs) the violent people. That's why they go after the pro-lifers, like there's no tomorrow. It's why they won't protect the conservative justices. It's why they go after the parents who rally against radical left-wing school board members and educational bureaucrats. He's trying to settle a score. The rogue prosecutor who was dragged in from The Hague was the wrong man for the job, but the right man for the job if you're the Democrats. Having destroyed former Governor Bob McDonnell in in, uh, Virginia, even though the conviction was reversed 8-0, to because this prosecutor pushed the edges of the law to the point where every single justice on the Supreme Court, one recused. Every single justice on the Supreme Court said it was unacceptable. At that time, Jack Smith was head of the public integrity section of the criminal division. He was a big mahaf. Big mahaf. Overturned eight to zero. 
They bring a case against John Edwards. They take the campaign laws. Stretched out of existence to make no sense whatsoever. The jury, the trial jury. Finds innocent on one count. And hung on four. The Justice Department drops the case. Strike two. Then they send this bastard to the Hague. They want to get rid of him. Nobody's heard from him. And out of all the lawyers that could be chosen to be a special counsel, Meritless Garland picks this guy. He doesn't even know him. Why does he pick this guy? Because his number two, the deputy, Monaco, the bomb-throwing radical Marxist who worked for Obama, she recommends him. Remember, she's this Fingali. She's the invisible hand behind it all. So they bring him in. They're tearing the country apart. It's fine by them. Fine by them. You dare raise your cackles, you will be monitored. You go online, they'll open a file on you. This isn't America as you remembered it three years ago, or even 48 hours ago. That America, at least for now, doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And now, of course, they're trashing the judge. I even saw that with some of our legal analyst friends. Guess which judge has been assigned to Trump Stock's case? This is the headline of the Daily Bestiality. Joe Paglieri and Dan Ladin Hall, two schmucks. The same Donald Trump-appointed federal judge who went out of her way to slow down the federal investigation and to the former president's mishandling of classified records, has been selected to initially oversee the criminal case filed against him this week, according to a source briefed on the situation. Her name, Federal District Judge Aileen, A-I-L-E-E-N, Cannon. Aileen Cannon is now to be hated. She's now having her reputation destroyed. By the legal analysts, the Democrats, and the media, I read this in at least 10 news outlets. And I even heard it on my favorite cable channel. So now that pressure's on. Pressure's on for this judge to rule time and again against Trump and their motions. That's what's going on here. She was smash-mouthed by Bill Barr, other legal analysts. Because she dared to suggest a special master when the Department of Justice was out of control. I happen to believe she was correct under these circumstances. 100% correct. It is the lawyers who are giving excuses for this tyranny who will be remembered. If they're remembered at all in history as those who excused or supported 
tyranny. Because that's what you're looking at right now. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern is probably the most important show I've ever done on Life, Liberty, and Levin. I, I hope you will watch it. I we have five, what is it, five segments in the program. I will be doing three of them. Jim Trustee is no longer President Trump's lawyer. I wasn't aware of it when I interviewed him. Um, and uh, Marco Rubio will be on the program as well in the last two segments of the show. So I want to strongly encourage you to watch this. Uh, I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it. I believe this is the most important life, liberty, and live-in that I've ever aired. If you can't watch live or you have some kind of conflict, please set your DVR right now. You don't have to wait till Sunday. For 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, obviously 7 p.m. Central, and all the other times, depending on where you are. I don't believe you're going to want to miss this. So I don't want you to miss it either. What in the hell have I been waiting for? Oh, yes, yes. So next hour, we'll begin the hour. A piece in Reuters from seven years ago. I tell you, folks, nobody works as hard as I do to put on a radio show or a TV show or to write a book. A lot of hosts just show up, some of them well overweight. They get their guests on, they blow 60 minutes. And out the studio they go. We don't do that here. It's Friday. My feet aren't up. They're firmly planted on the floor. What's the issue? What the FBI didn't say about Hillary Clinton's email. Even today, Andrea Mitchell comes to Hillary Clinton's defense. Why? They're buddies. That's why. Just because Hillary destroyed stuff that was subpoenaed, We like Hillary. And keep an eye on Atlanta. They're next. They're going to be emboldened now. They're going to bring a phony case on what's called fake electors. But there are no fake electors. And I'm going to have to deal with that next week, too. So this is the place to be. Three hours an evening. Three hours an evening. All three hours. This is the place to be. 
case of Hillary Clinton. Actually, it turns out her situation was worse than Comey said. Her situation was worse than has been generally reported. And I dug up this piece from seven years ago. And this guy knows what he's talking about. His name is Peter Van Buren. Mr. Purdue, you know we had a president, Martin Van Buren, right? And I believe he was after Andrew Jackson. And Andrew Jackson's economic decisions turned into a disaster, and they all fell onto Martin Van Buren's lap. And so he lasted four years. But Peter Van Buren served the State Department at this time when he was, uh, write, wrote this essay for 24 years. 24 years. And he goes into detail what Hillary Clinton actually did. What she actually did. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump didn't destroy anything. Hillary Clinton destroyed thousands of things. Thousands. And she's walking around the planet on the face of the earth. Not actually walking, more like waddling. Waddling around the face of the earth, much like a dictator saying all these things that need to be changed, but not her, of course. Anyway, very important. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. As promised. Hillary Clinton. What the FBI didn't say about Hillary Clinton's email by Peter Von Buren. Peter Von Buren! Seven years ago. FBI Director James Comey's recommendation that no charges be brought against Hillary Clinton for her use of an unclassified email server, while Secretary of State is significant. But what he did not address is equally important. This is such an important article. Just stick with me. Comey stated some 110 emails were classified when they were transmitted and received via Clinton's personal email server. So she immediately sets up a personal email server, puts it in her bathroom. The goal is to get around the Presidential Records Act. Comey stressed that he did not find evidence that Clinton intended to violate any laws or that her actions rose to gross negligence. He did not explain the rationale behind his finding. There was no electronic connection between the government's classified systems and Clinton's unclassified server. This indicates that on 110 separate occasions, Clinton and or one of her correspondents had to have retyped or copied and pasted information from a classified format. 
There's no other method to transfer data. Classified markings such as top secret were removed in the process, though Comey did not say some marked classified emails were also found on the server. In other words, he's saying this is much worse than they're telling us. The inspector general for the intelligence community stated some of the documents were marked at the highest levels, including one about North Korea's nuclear weapons program. At least 47 of the Clinton emails released contain the FOIA release exemption, meaning they won't release it, B3 CIA PERS org, which indicates the material referred to CIA personnel matters. Oh. Some emails show semi-oblique references to CIA staffers, known as talkarounds, to avoid mentioning a name or position per se. So you can see how serious this is. Comey made clear the sensitivity of some of the information, saying, quote, seven email chains concern matters that were classified. At the top secret, uh, special access program level when they were sent and received. These chains involve Secretary Clinton both sending emails about those matters and receiving emails from others about the same matters. There's evidence to support a conclusion that any reasonable person in Secretary Clinton's position should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. Whether information was marked or unmarked, he writes, is irrelevant. Standard Form 312, signed by Clinton and every security clearance holder in the government, specifically notes that the laws apply to both marked and unmarked classified information. The legality of retroactive Retroactive assinations of classifications is known and is relevant. It's difficult to reconcile Hillary's actions and Comey's statements. What was not said about perjury and obstruction. Hillary Clinton's earliest statements that no classified information traversed her server later changed to no marked classified information. Comey explained emails found in others' inboxes, messages not turned over by Clinton to the State Department. Got that? She didn't turn them over. We're work-related, so they found communications on others, other emails, but not on hers that involved her, which means what? She destroyed them. Clinton claimed she turned over all work-related emails. Despite this, the questions of perjury and obstruction of justice were not addressed. Got that, Andy? Got that, Bill? In addition, Comey stated Clinton's lawyers deleted all emails. They did not turn over to the State Department. And then cleaned their devices in such a way to preclude complete forensic recovery. Why would they do that? The hide stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He added, it's also likely that there are other work-related emails that they did not produce to state and that we find, did not find elsewhere. Oh, I see. We didn't have a problem with Trump with any of this stuff. Any of it. Any of it! None of this was addressed in the context of destruction of evidence. That would be obstruction. 
They didn't even bother America. What was not said about precedent? The standards applied in the Clinton case are at variance without classified information violations elsewhere in the government are handled. It goes on. Director of the FBI labeled the leading contender for the presidency on the Democrat side and her staff as extremely careless in their handling of America's secrets. The current political climate, this is generally seen as positive news for Clinton supporters. The new standard apparently being not under indictment. She's not under indictment. The Trump campaign will no doubt make all this a major issue. That's since 2016. Few believed rightly or wrongly that Hillary Clinton would face criminal charges over her handling of classified information. Yet the questions not addressed by the FBI remain. Perjury and obstruction. He says it's obvious, but they weren't pursued. They weren't even discussed. Poor Donald Trump. It's just amazing. It's amazing how this works or doesn't work, is it not? In fact, it's contemptible, is it not? Now, the other day I read to you a couple of paragraphs from Just the News, an article citing a left-wing Democrat judge in Washington, D.C. And she ruled in 2012 involving Bill Clinton's tape recordings that he put in a sock drawer after eight years that contained classified information in terms of its content. Remember we talked about this? I read it to you. And that judge said, as I told you then, that she has no power to order President Trump to provide that information to Judicial Watch that had sued for it under the Freedom of Information Act. That, in fact, the law... (laughs) The law and the Constitution give Clinton very broad authority, and only he can determine what's personal and what is not. It's an incredible decision. I understand that somebody mentioned that on TV just now. That's good. That's what we're here for, to help. I'm the paralegal for the rest of the conservative community, Mr. Producer. But there is that. That's a big deal. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. 
You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. You know, Tim Scott is a good guy. It's a good guy. Very likable, isn't he? Are we having trouble getting him on the show, Mr. Producer? You want to ask them again and circle back? They have nothing to fear but fear itself. Wait a minute. I think I heard that somewhere else. Senator Tim Scott on Fox News yesterday. I'd rather him come on here and just speak to our millions of listeners. We're fans of Tim Scott. Cut four, go. And what we've seen over the last several years is the weaponization of the Department of Justice against the former president. You don't have to be a Republican to see injustice and want to fix it. You don't have to be a Democrat to see injustice and want to fix it. You just have to be an American and stand up for the right thing. I don't care whether you're on my party or not in my party. I don't care whether you look like me or not. The one thing that makes America the city on the hill is confidence in our justice system. And today, what we see is a justice system where the scales are weighted. That Mm. seems to be the outcome of where we are today. As president of the United States, I would purge all of the injustices and impurities in our system so that every American can have confidence that they will be seen by the lady of justice with a blindfold on. That is what we need in this nation, not more politicizing of the issues. And that is his response to the charges against President Trump. Mike Pence, cut five, go. I'm deeply troubled uh, to see this. Um, to see this indictment move forward. I mean, uh, you know, I, I yesterday on, on the road in Iowa, I had said that I'd, I had hoped uh, that uh, the DOJ uh, uh, would see its way clear not to move forward here. But let me be very clear. Um, no one is above the law. Uh, as you know better than most of you, handling classified materials is a very serious matter. That was why, in my own case, after multiple disclosures at uh, the personal residence of of President Biden with documents and records dating back to when he was Vice President of the United States. I, I had my records examined. Uh, we found that there were uh, some classified documents that had made their way back into my personal records. We fully cooperated with the Justice Department. I took full responsibility. Yeah, but you're not being hunted like a, you know, like a hog in uh, in Arkansas. Donald Trump is. Donald Trump is. I like Mike Pence, too. He's not getting any listeners on that particular show, though. But what is he going to do? Vivek Ramaswamy. I've gotten to pronounce his name, Mr. Producer. And once you understand it, it's actually pretty easy. Vivek Ramaswamy. He was on Fox News today. What did he have to say about all this? Cut six, go. 
This is selective actual investigation and eventually selective prosecution. That is not justice. That is a perversion of justice. And what we need in the federal government, including in federal law enforcement, is reinstilling a culture of the rule of law, not viewing the law as a constraint or an inconvenience, but the motivation for actual federal law enforcement itself. That culture is completely missing at the FBI, prosecuting certain things while making up investigations on others, depending on your politics. That is not justice, and it's going to take a president who leads and is willing to take the actual hard steps, like shutting down this institution and reinstilling a culture of the rule of law itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an amazing thing. Uh, for a long period of time, the FBI was despised by the left and the Democrats. It's true. The FBI open investigations into civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King. They spied on him. They tapped into his phone at the direction of J. Edgar Hoover, who took directions from Robert Kennedy, who took directions from John Kennedy. Of course, we're not allowed to talk about any of this, but I shall. No, you shan't. Yes, I shall. No, you shan't. Yes, I shall. It's true. And other sorts of things Hoover did that upset the left. And uh, the use of Hoover by past presidents, especially FDR. John Kennedy used him but was afraid of him because he kept a file on Kennedy as he did on most politicians. Same with Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Baines Johnson. But now they defend the tyranny of the American Stasi because they own it. The Democrat Party owns the massive federal bureaucracy and they have finally conquered the FBI and federal law enforcement. They own the Department of Injustice as well. That's the situation. And so they want to give them a new headquarters, brand new, spanking new, I say, over our dead body. They want to increase their numbers. No way. No way. We're not going to tolerate that, are we? No. More money for defense, more money for border control? Yes. Less money for the FBI. As a matter of fact, slash the FBI's budget. Oh, I thought you supported law enforcement. I do. That's why I want to slash the FBI's budget. Because I support law enforcement. I want to slash the FBI's budget. I want to slash the budget of every U.S. attorney's office in this country. I want to see assistant U.S. attorneys in bread lines. Oh, yeah. I never had this view, but I've been radicalized. I truly have. As a chief of staff to an attorney general in the Reagan administration, everything's changed now. All of it. The Democrat Party runs the place. They're running the place into the ground. They hate us. Which, of course, is the name of my next book. And I hope to have the final edits done tomorrow. I think you're going to love it. 
because I really, I punched them in the nose like never before, like nobody's ever done before. Really. Really. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? Jessica Tarlov. As you know, she's on The Five. She's also a Fox contributor. Uh, she was a little shaken today by my appearance on Martha McCollum's show. Wasn't sure how to respond exactly. It's okay. It's okay. I do that to people. Cut seven, go. Listening to what Mark Levin was saying, and I know he was just on the phone, I'd hoped that he would be on air and we could see him and he could see what was going on on the screen as he was talking, as you were panning over the photos that came out in the indictment of how these documents were kept at Mar-a-Lago. the indictment. He I, went through the whole thing. I understand. But yeah. it, when you are saying, I can't believe, how is this happening? What's go- how is this possible? You know, in our, all of our history. Jess, may I call you Jess? What happened to those documents? Nothing. They were kept in a bathroom. I seem to recall the Bill Clinton case where he kept everything in his sock drawer. Or Hillary's case where she kept her private server in a bathroom. Why were those pictures included there? Because of the application of the Espionage Act. Which I contend does not apply to a president. Or an ex-president for that matter. Applies to everyone else, but not to them. I'll be right back. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, an unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast to start saving today. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, if we've learned anything over the past few years, Olivia Dalton is the principal deputy press secretary on Air Force One. And there she is today with the doddering old fool, I mean, uh, Biden. Reporter has a question for her. Cut eight, go. What does the White House tell Republican critics who are now increasingly saying the DOJ has become politicized? Well, this is a president who respects the rule of law and has said that since day one. That's precisely why we're not commenting here. Uh, he believes in respecting uh, the independence of the DOJ and protecting the integrity of their processes. Uh, sure. And that's, again, why we'll leave it there. Oh, uh, okay, well. When I think of Biden, I always think of integrity and the rule of law as they funnel money into this country from our enemies hand over fist. 
spread it out among family members. Yeah, they launder it through these LLC shell corporations so you can't track it. Then they say, well, where'd our money go? No, you tell us where your money went. It's obviously going to family members. And he gets his cut. Remember that? Mr. 10%, Mr. Big? How dare you? What do you mean, how dare me? It's the evidence. Where's Jack Smith? Where's Jack the Ripper Smith? Where is he? Uh, He's busy chasing down Trump, you see. They don't have time for this. Uh, Joe Biden and the law. Now, I want to reiterate again something I said, particularly for the the backbenchers who are busy writing down. The National Archives went to the Department of Justice respecting Donald Trump when the negotiations broke down. They wanted to criminalize the investigation. They hadn't ever done that with anybody else. Period. The Department of Justice said to them, we can't make this decision on our own. The White House has to sign off on this. That's the process. But we'll look into it for you. So the Department of Justice contacts the office of the president that is occupied by Joe Biden. Joe Biden consults with White House counsel as best as he can. And they say, Joe, we'll take it from here. We'll take it from here. And they approve the transfer of the matter from the National Archives to the Department of Justice. When Joe Biden says he's not involved, he's a liar. None of this could possibly happen but for Joe Biden and his lawyers in the Oval Office signing off on it. You with me, Mr. Producer? I hope the whole country's with me. And this will be breaking news tomorrow. Somebody will say, hey, I'm going to tell you something you never heard before. Stick with me. I know what I'm doing. So Joe Biden initiated the criminal investigation. And as he shuffles around, I haven't talked to, uh, you know, what's his name. And I'm not going to talk to what's his name. I'm honest. No, he's an idiot. He did what he wanted to do. And also remember when it came to January 6th, what Joe Biden said publicly. Remember what he said? He wants these people pursued and the person behind it. Which he meant Trump. Got to pursue him. Everybody knows what Joe Biden wants. That's why the corrupt Department of Injustice is protecting Biden like the Praetorian Guard. We're hearing that more, that phrase more often too, Mr. Producer. The Praetorian Guard protecting their man and all his frailties and infirmities because he's better than Trump or DeSantis or anybody else. That's how they think. And that's exactly what's taking place. 
Rachel Madcal on MSLSD yesterday. Will somebody explain to me why she gets ratings on the week? On the what is it on the weekdays? Maybe it's not that her ratings are great. It's that everybody else's are not great. Anyway, she has an idea. Cut nine. Go. You have to wonder if the Justice Department is considering whether there is some political solution to this criminal problem, whether part of the issue here is not just that Trump has committed crimes, but that Trump has committed crimes and plans on being back in the White House. Right, let's hold on. Trump has committed crimes. Was he convicted of a crime, Mr. Producer? Oh, she's getting ahead of her skis, as they say. Getting ahead of her skis. But she feels he will be convicted of committing crimes. I mean, after all these, all these Democrat cities and Democrat juries. It's planned that way. Don't you know? Go ahead. Do they consider as part of a potential plea offer something that would prescribe him, proscribe him from, from, from running for office again? I don't know. Hmm. In other words, Trump might want to cut a deal and Department of Justice should make the first offer, she's saying. Look, you don't run for president or you back out now and uh, we'll drop the charges. Wouldn't that reveal everything? Even to the dumbest leftists, wouldn't that reveal everything? I think it would. Because that's the goal, to take them out. You understand, folks, that they've brought enough charges here. They've split one charge basically into 31 charges. And their goal... (laughs) Their goal here is for Donald Trump to die in prison. You understand that? That's where we are now. I want to tell you a story. This is from the Business Insider. Jailed Putin opponent Alexei Navalny has been found guilty of fraud and may face up to 13 years in a maximum security prison camp. This is from March a year ago. Turns out they gave him nine years in solitary confinement. And they've decided they're going to try him on new charges now so that he's in prison for life because he's the most effective activist opponent to Putin. I'm not talking about military and the Wagner group. I'm talking about little d democracy. So Putin wants to squirrel him away, much like Xi does. But this guy really gets under Putin's, uh, I don't know, skin. Does a guy have skin? Do reptiles have skin? I guess they do. This guy really gets under Putin's skin, so they want to put him away for life. But they've put him away for nine years. So far, they took him off the streets, they shut down his organization... Anybody associated with him winds up in prison. They got it under control. Doesn't that remind you of Biden? And Garland? And Jack the Ripper? There was no need to criminalize this case. There's no need to throw 37 charges at the former president and threaten him with life in prison in which he would die in prison. There's no need to take an issue that's not criminal 
and turn it into a criminal issue unless that's what you want to do. The Presidential Records Act is the law that controls here, not the Espionage Act. Despite what the legal analysts have to say. They can't help themselves. This is how they've been trained. Like, uh, like Pavlov's dog, these former federals and so forth. Well, when I was, uh, yeah, yeah, we got it, we got it. Quiet down. It's a big problem, what they've done here. So basically, they want Trump, he would make, they would make him a political prisoner, from my perspective, while Hillary Clinton's roaming the countryside, scaring the hell out of the children and the dogs. Out free like a bird. Not a bird that can actually fly, but you know what I mean. And uh, she has committed multiple acts of obstruction, conspiracy to obstruct, false statements, and all the rest. But they bounce right off. Trump, you see, he's the problem. And stop doing what about it. Stop with the what about it with Hillary. No, I won't. It's the same FBI, it's the same department, and the FBI in the department is not free to criminalize one case and blow off another. That's the bottom line when you hear these fools talking on TV. They took a document case, a civil matter, and turned it into the crime of the century. Look at this, we have pictures, there's documents near the toilet. Who cares? They weren't destroyed. The government has them. Who cares? Given what Clinton did with the sock drawer and Hillary did with the the bleach this and the bleach that. Oh, now we're supposed to wring our hands. Oh, I'm very worried about all this. Meanwhile, classified information, this schmuck in the Oval Office is bought and paid for by the enemy. By the communist Chinese. So what's worse? Donald Trump and the documents? Or this jerk in the Oval Office? Who's made millions from the communist Chinese? What's worse? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. 
Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L E V I N Podcast, to start saving today. Michael Bashlash. You know, I used to kind of like this guy as a historian, but turns out he's another crackpot. In fact, he's way over the edge. Cut 11, go. They should be sorry that someone like Donald Trump became president if he is guilty of these charges. And they should have faith in our system. You know, the sad day would be if he did these terrible things that he's accused of and our system somehow couldn't get its act together and this guy got off scot-free or got elected again without coming to justice. What's with the heavy breathing? Is that Mika or Joe? Please put him in the slammer for the rest of his life, yes. The guy is a moron. He says they should be sorry, meaning you, that someone like Donald Trump became president if he's guilty. And then later, he says it would be bad if he got off scot-free. Does it even make any sense? These people hate Trump because they hate you. They pretend it's Trump, but it's you. They hate you. Now, some of them are more open about it. Some of them are more open about it. But a lot of these guys, they're pretenders. When they talk about Donald Trump, they're talking about you. What they're used to and what they want are sheeples. People who will acquiesce. People who will accept whatever they do to the culture. People who will accept whatever they do to the economy. People who accept their lot in life as dictated by these morons. Just pay your damn taxes, follow the rules, and keep your mouth shut. And I want to remind you that most of these people, during the pandemic, during COVID-19, during the China virus, they thought it was righteous to surrender your liberty, to surrender your jobs, to surrender your businesses. To surrender your faith to big government, particularly in these blue states. It was your duty to comply. And these are the people now. And Michael Bishlashes. And the other schmucks, quite frankly. We're dictating to you again. It's your fault, don't you know? I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our final hour of the week. Don't forget to watch Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. It's the most important Life, Liberty, and Levin I've ever done and that you'll ever view. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. If you're afraid you're going to forget it or you're going to be doing something else, please go ahead and set your DVR now. I really don't want you to miss this. For the sake of the country, you've got to be the Tom Paines. You've got to be the Paul Revere's out there. So I went to the back of the sheet of this indictment, which I read. United States District Court, Southern District of Florida. Defendant Donald Trump, and uh, they have 31 counts for one issue, that is retention of documents. Willful retention of national defense information, 793. No president has ever been charged under this statute. No president has ever been convicted under this statute. So they go through the different counts. Count 1 through 31. Maximum term of imprisonment, 10 years. 1 through 31. That means 10 years each count, Mr. Producer. Count 32, 20 years. Count 33, 20 years. Count 34, these are the max, 20 years. Count 35, 20 years. Count 36, 5 years. Count 37, 5 years. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, as I pointed out on Hannity the other night, first to point it out, as well as here, this means Donald Trump would die in prison. Now, I want you to think about this. This is very crucial. It cuts to the chase. It makes things... Very clear. Joe Biden wants to send Donald Trump to federal prison where he would die. He would die of old age. 37 counts. Not one count for three years. 37 counts with several of them having 20-year sentences, max, several having 10-year sentences. He's 76 years old, Trump, which means in two years he'd be 78. They not only want to defeat him, they not only want to bankrupt him, they not only want to destroy him, they want Donald Trump to die in federal prison. What else explains this? Joe Biden says he has no comment. 
the Attorney General of the United States, who's the quarterback of all this, hasn't been heard today. They send out their hitman today, and he looks like a hitman. Gives a short statement about the rule of law, that Trump is innocent until proven guilty, and then walks off the stage. It's a documents case. That should never have been criminalized. And they have turned it into Trump needs to go to prison for the rest of his life and die their case. I just want to be abundantly clear about this. That's what they're doing. They tried to destroy the man with Russia collusion. They tried to destroy him with two phony impeachments. Two! They tried to destroy him with a prior criminal investigation in special counsel, Mueller. They tried to undermine his administration every step of the way. You know, this man, Trump, he's never been able to even enjoy the presidency. He's constantly fighting for his liberty. His family hasn't been able to enjoy enjoy the presidency. Biden's having a grand old time. But not Trump. He does it because he's trying to help the country, loves the country. That's the truth. Biden's doing it because he makes millions from foreign corporations and foreign governments. And the Democrat Party's behind the whole damn thing. History is going to be very brutal on us. Brutal. Brutal. How we took a republic and turned it into an autocratic, totalitarian regime. And we allowed the Democrats to do this to us. Oh, but they support abortion on demand. Oh, okay, got it. That is the preeminent issue in our lives, isn't it? I just want to be clear. The Biden regime has brought so many charges against Donald Trump that it is their goal to get convictions and to imprison him for more than 100 years. Which obviously means the rest of his life. Think about that. Again, not only is it the first indictment of an ex-president, not only is this the first indictment of a candidate for president by an opposing party president, not only is this the first use of an espionage act to take down an ex-president, but they want to send Trump to prison where he'll die because of the sentences of the so-called crimes that they allege. It's Friday evening. All over the country you can hear this program. It is critical that throughout the weekend that you tell everybody you know what I just said. You don't have to say Mark said. I'm just saying tell everybody what I just said. That the Democrat Party 
that the Attorney General, that the Special Counsel, but Joe Biden's in charge of all of it. He can play rope-a-dope all he wants. He's in charge of all of it. That he and they want to send Trump to prison for so long that he would die in prison. At the same time, the same individuals at the Department of Justice and the FBI have covered up bribery involving Biden, payoffs, sellouts involving the Biden family and Biden by foreign governments, To the tune of up to $30 million, according to Peter Schweizer. The first to call them out. They covered up that form 1023. And you better believe that Christopher Wray was coordinating with the Attorney General who was coordinating with the White House. But finally, Wray buckled because he didn't want to be held in contempt. He didn't want that on his resume. The Department of the Treasury has obstructed wire information that has been sought by multiple committees in the House, which they made available to Democrats in the past. So the Republicans have had to go directly to the banks. And I ask you this. Why do you need 20 Shell Corporations, 20, under LLC protection. That means secret protection. Why do you need 20 Shell Corporations while Joe Biden is Vice President of the United States? Why do you need to set that up? Well, the Treasury Department wouldn't tell the Republicans in the House. But that's so they could launder money through these shell corporations. They didn't want to receive them through a regular corporation. They didn't want to receive them directly into a regular bank. Because they're hiding the money. And they're dividing it among their family members, including three grandchildren. Joe Biden says, well, where's the money? It's with your family, you moron. You damn well know it. Why do you think the IRS is going slow on Hunter? Why do you think Treasury is going slow on Hunter? Why do you think the Justice Department's going slow on Hunter? Because Hunter knows where all the bodies are hidden. That's why. Been thinking long and hard about this. That's what his laptop is all about. Telling us where all the bodies are hidden. Which is why the Democrats and their media have done everything they can to prevent anybody from understanding this. Could possibly appoint a special counsel. Because it would take out Joe Biden and his whole damn family. Because he's a crook. He's a petty, street punk politician crook.
That's what he is. And he wants to put Donald Trump in prison where Trump would die based on all the years accumulated under these these charges that they're bringing against him because of his documents. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. You're not done. You've got the Attorney General of New York who should have been disbarred a long time ago and thrown out of Weight Watchers for the rest of her life. Letitia James. Tisha. Oh, Tisha. A horrid human being, such as she is. She's brought like 40 counts, 38 counts of some kind of nonsense involving financial information against Trump on the civil side. She's been chasing Trump, his businesses, his family, the executives, for years now. Because Trump decided to run for president. You know, when Trump was a Democrat, they never bothered the guy. The DA in Manhattan loved him. The Democrat Party loved him. No problem with any attorney general. No problem with anything. It's the same guy in terms of his personality. But he became a Republican. He represented many of us in our views. Couldn't have that, could they? But this fool in Georgia, this DA in Georgia, she wants to use fake electors and some other stuff. And I believe we talked about this before. Thanks to the Federalist. Thanks to Margot Cleveland, who is terrific. That what was done in Georgia was almost done to the T. But in terms of material elements, was done in Hawaii. It was done in Hawaii where the Republicans sent in a, uh, another set of electors. Um, given what was going on, the election was very close. And you needed to send in a set of electors because if you actually win and you don't have a set of electors... You don't have any electors. So it appears that's what they did in Georgia. And uh, people are threatened with prison time if they don't testify against Trump. See, they're calling this obstruction too. Saying this is an attempt to overthrow the election. And as we've discussed for a long time and many times, the criminalization of these issues, whether it's counting electors, whether it is another set of electors sent in by another party in case they actually turn out to have won the election, which has been done in the past. When it comes to documents issues and so forth, these things should not be criminalized. They're not intended to be criminalized. That's not what the Constitution expects. It's not what it provides. And who's doing all the criminalizing? The Democrats. You don't have 
Republican attorneys general, Republican DAs, Republican U.S. attorneys in the past, trying to use their incredible power in these positions to advantage their party. We even have, we have Chris Christie types who will screw us and our party and conservatives just to prove to the reprobates, the miscreants, and the malcontents, a.k.a. the media. What a good guy he is, you know. Bipartisan. Maybe even bisexual. I don't know what the hell he is. But it doesn't matter, does it? His enemy isn't Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. His enemy is not the Marxist movement that's overtaking this country. His enemy is not the criminals who are pouring over the border. His enemy is not the fentanyl that's crawling, uh, coming over the border. His enemy is Donald Trump. He's made it abundantly clear. He's running to defeat Donald Trump, not Joe Biden. By the way, I saw this guy, George Conway, on TV recently, Mr. Producer. Is he sick or something? Looks like he lost 112 pounds, doesn't he? I wonder if he's sick. I mean, neck down, not neck up. He was there. He was on a panel adding such profundity. It was unbelievable. He was so excited. He wants to see Trump die in prison. So do all the kooks at the Constipated News Network. So do all the kooks at MSLSD. They want to see Trump die in prison. Because that's what they're celebrating. That's what they're pushing for. If he's convicted of one of these major counts and gets 20 years, it's over. Gets 10 years, it's over. Gets 5 years, could be over. It's incredible. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, in addition to his criminality, won't enforce our laws in violation of the Constitution which is his obligation, won't enforce the immigration laws, then violate separation of powers, trying to hand out a trillion dollars to, well, college attendees and graduates who borrowed money and now want us to pay it off. Hey, pal, when you got your loan, you didn't ask my opinion. I'll be damned if I'm going to help you pay it off. And, of course, reparations. Don't forget, reparations. Not just money reparations. Now somebody has a new idea. Property reparations. Better check your address. I'll be right back. America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. What did you think of my idea yesterday, Mr. Producer, buying a CNN, a conglomerate, and I paid nothing to run the place, and I put all my friends in these different positions. It's an easy way to run a station, don't you think? I could bring Cuomo, Cuomo in, put him on at 3 a.m., just to entertain ourselves. Maybe he can teach us how to run nursing homes, you know? Totalitarianism is becoming more obvious as the corruption of the Marxists uh, 
was brought to light. The Biden family thinks they're above the law because so far they are. Mr. Producer, uh, let us take some calls, shall we? I think we shall. Don't tell me we shan't. We shall. Yes. To whom shall I speak? Ah, uh, E. Frank, Astoria, Queens, New York. E. Frank, how are you, sir? How are you, Mark? It's been a pleasure to speak to you. It's a pleasure, in other words, because I haven't spoken to you in a while. And I'm Thank glad you. to hear you, and I'm Thank glad you. to be on your show once again. Thank you, my friend. Well, anyway, you know, I, I want to thank you very much also because I met the girl that you told me about that, or introduced me on your show several years ago, Mariana. We, we talked uh, and met two, two days ago in, in here, and, she, and we actually knew each other. So you were right. She was, uh, you told her that I was from the same neck of the woods here in Queens, and we actually met, and she is a, uh, a school teacher who, who teaches mentally challenged children. She's a nice lady, Republican conservative. But, you know, we had the same argument that, we ha- that I had on your show years ago with her uh, on the, in the local community. So, but now we are more familiar with each other. And I want to thank you enough. For, are you uh, trying for to that. tell me you're dating now? No. She, she actually said to me that... She has pictures of me when we were children on Lufthansa really? Airlines. And I, I said, Lufthansa Airlines? Don't, and she said, don't you remember 1973, 1978, 1979? And I said, oh, so I, I'm sorry, Marianne. I, I forgot. I thought I met you on Mark Levin, but now it's more complicated. And so we, we, we had a nice conversation. And but she told me my mother is always watching over you, and she remembers you when you were a small child. So we well, actually knew go, each other, friend. but we met yes. again on your show, and then I talked to her two days ago. All right, man. Well, you take care of yourself. I'm sure she's heard this now. That's our man, E. Frank. I haven't talked to him in years. All right, some breaking news. Not good. Politico judge clears way for disciplinary proceedings against Trump ally Jeffrey Clark. The D.C. bar thought, I tell you what, if you're a lawyer in D.C. and you're conservative, you better get the hell out of there. You better get the hell out of there as fast as you can. There is no hope. D.C. bar authorities charged Clark, a top ally, in the effort to undermine the results of the 2020 presidential election with engaging in dishonest conduct. A federal judge has cleared the way for District of Columbia bar authorities to, re- to resume long-stalled disciplinary proceedings. Yeah, they're in a hurry, the media. Against Jeffrey Clark, a top ally in Donald Trump's bid to undermine the results of the 2020 presidential election. I'm so sick of this language. I'm sick of it. They're challenging the results of the election. They were going to challenge them on the floor of the House of Representatives where they have a joint meeting in the Senate of the House. Exactly what the Democrats did in 2016, 2004, 2000. And now the challenging of the results of the election is an effort to undermine the results of the election. Clark, an assistant attorney general in Trump's Justice Department, whom Trump considered naming acting attorney general amid his final frenzy, excuse me, frenzied bid to remain in power. Oh, really? And Biden trying to throw Trump in prison for the rest of his life? That's not a frenzied bid? 
had tied up those proceedings for nearly eight months as he sought to transfer the battle to federal court. How dare you defend yourself? You're going to upset Politico. Who's the a-hole who's written this piece? Let me see here. And Kyle Cheney. Ooh! Kyle Cheney. The weeks before Trump left office, Clark, then the acting head of the Justice Department Civil Division, spearheaded the drafting of a letter urging state governments and states won by Biden to consider convening their legislatures and revisiting the results of the results of the election. He leaned on Justice Department leaders to send the letter, but was repeatedly rebuffed. Well, what a horrible letter that would have been, Mr. Producer. Our Civil Rights Division under Biden sends out crap letters every damn day. Making threats. Claiming they need new elections. What was this whole battle over the so-called voting rights issue in Alabama? What was that all about? And so this guy wants to send out a letter. Now he's going to be disbarred. Clark continued pressing to issue the letter, and with the help of Representative Scott Perry, a Republican Pennsylvania, good guy, caught the attention of Trump, who was prepared to make Clark the acting attorney general in early January 2021. Till a mass resignation threat by senior department officials caused him to reverse his decision. Clark's involvement in the episode. So he didn't even do it. Clark's involvement in the episode has drawn intense scrutiny from federal prosecutors, of course, who raided his home a year ago, and the January 6th Select Committee, which highlighted Clark's role in Trump's bid to subvert the election during its public hearings. They just indicted the leading Republican candidate as of now on 37 charges. It's never been done before. This law has never been applied this way against a candidate or a former president. And they're talking about, they're talking about interfering in an election. You see how sick this is? You see how sick our media are? Sick! In his legal filings, Clark contended that the D.C. bar proceedings which could result in a suspension or disbarment from law practice in Washington, are improper to bring against someone who worked as an attorney in the federal government. The District of Columbia, Clark contended, was specifically exempted from federal laws, granting states the authority over bar discipline. Well, that makes sense, but not in the District of Columbia, and not with Judge Contreras. Mr. Producer, I want you to Google Contreras. I'll bet you five bucks he's an Obama appointee. C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A-S. But Contreras sharply rejected Clark's assessment of the history of these laws. Quote, to accept Mr. Clark's position would be to subscribe to the absurd proposition that Congress chose to make these officials subject to jurisdictional rules of professional conduct everywhere except where they work. That D.C. is home to by far the most government lawyers in the country, only compounds this absurdity. Contreras' ruling could kickstart a proceeding that has been used against other officials connected to Trump's bid to stay in power. Obama. That's what I know. That's what I figured. 
There's a certain stench in their writing styles. D.C. Bar authorities temporarily suspended Rudy Giuliani's law license. Sure, let's go down the list. Let's go down the list. They went after uh, Jenna Ellis, too, who's a wonderful young lady. They go after everybody. We're going to get them. Clark and his filings also argue that D.C. Bar proceedings have features of both civil and criminal proceedings that can be legally redirected to the federal court anyway. This guy, Contreras, an Obama judge, said no. If you're in D.C., you're stuck. The lower court, the appellate court, there's no hope. A trial, a grand jury, there is no hope. And the Democrats know it. And they're having a hell of a good time over there at the FBI and the Department of Injustice and at the U.S. Attorney's Office. They're having a fascinating time. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to thank my buddy Larry Kudlow. This guy is a real pro, smart as hell, one of the smartest people I've ever met, and a gentleman. So he's just terrific. And I'm sorry to see Jim Trusty go as... One of Donald Trump's lawyers, because I think Jim is a fantastic lawyer. I'll find out what took place, I suppose, but uh, I just felt very comfortable with him being there. Uh, But not anymore, he's not there. Please don't forget, this Sunday, I would argue the most important life, liberty, and Levin ever. Ever. I will be uh, doing about two-thirds of the show myself. I want to encourage you to watch it. If you can't watch it live, or you might forget, please set your DVR right now. I very much want you to participate in this. It's very, very important for the country. And uh, so you can spread the word as the Thomas Paines and the Paul Revere's. It's very important. I try and use this program in ways that are quite different. And we can appreciate having you there. So that's 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, Fox, and the times around the rest of the country as well. Every Friday in your honor, you're the great patriots, you're the people that make this country work. It's my honor to to know you through radio. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
don't forget Life, Liberty, and Levin, the most important one I believe I've ever done, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. You can DVR it, too. You can set your DVR tonight for that time if you're not sure you're going to be there. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers and the freedom fighters all over the world and Ukraine and Taiwan. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Smokey. Good night, Zelda and Gigi. Good night, Indy. Good night, Patton and Rory. Good night, little Barney. And good night, Marty. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. And good night, Joe. And America, we will stand together. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And we will engage again on Monday. I'll see you on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. God bless. God bless.